Hi, beloved. Today, I want us to look at two stories in the book of Daniel. They are two distinct stories, but they have a very interesting connection. I want us to see that together in this episode. The first story is in chapter 3 of the book of Daniels, and the other is in chapter 5. Now, in chapter 3 is the famous story of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego being thrown into the fiery furnace and coming out without being burnt. And the story in chapter 5 is the book or is the story of Daniel interpreting the writing on the wall before Belshazzar who was dining and whining with the goblets of gold and silver that were taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem. Now Let's get into a little more details about the stories. Let's start with the first one. In the first one in chapter 3, King Nebuchadnezzar had raised a golden image which was to represent his majesty, his power, his wealth, his affluence and influence. And he called all the nobles to come and bow before that image. And he said that whoever refused to do that would be thrown into a fiery furnace. Now, of course, these three men refused to bow before the image because the commandment of God to the Israelite was, Thou shalt not worship any other God besides me. They knew this and chose to obey. Now, the king called them again. You know, people went to report to the king that, Oh, these people did not bow. And the king called them to himself and said, Okay, you have another chance. Bow now or I will throw you into the furnace and we will see which God will be able to save you from my hands. The three men responded saying, Oh, we don't need to argue about that. We know that our God can save us. But even if he doesn't save us, we will still not bow. Would rather die. Wow. Now, this man did not bow, and Nebuchadnezzar got angrier, so he told the men to increase the heat or multiply the heat of the furnace by seven. And this man, the three men were bound and thrown into the fire. The fire was so hot that the men who threw them into it died without even entering the fire. But these three men went into the fire and the moment they got into the fire, their bounds or their binds were loose and a fourth man was seen to be there with them within the fire. And Nebuchadnezzar was the one to say, Oh, didn't I throw three men into the fire? Why do I see four? So he called for this man to come out. But when he was calling them out, he called them servants of God. <laughs> Interesting how their status had changed from mere non-Babylonians or captives to servants of God before the eyes of one of the maybe the greatest king at that time. And then they stepped out and people saw that nothing on them got burned. Their clothes were exactly the way it was before they went in and they didn't smell like fire. And King Nebuchadnezzar made a decree that nobody should speak against the God of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And whoever did will be utterly destroyed. 
and then he promoted the three men. Now in chapter 5, the story is you know quite different in the setup because here, oh, they were celebrating Belshazzar, who was the um, successor of Nebuchadnezzar, was celebrating with his nobles, about a thousand of them, and then he asked for the goblet of gold and silver from taken from the um, temple of Jerusalem to be brought. And they drank and praised the gods of iron, silver, gold, wood, and all that they could praise. And God got angry and sent a message with a hand writing on the wall. And the hand wrote, and the king was so afraid. He called every of his astrologers and wise men to interpret, but none of them could. Even said, okay, whoever interprets, I will give you a gold chain and you'll be the third highest person in my kingdom. But they still couldn't. Then the queen mother, seeing how frustrated and afraid the king was, told the king, Oh, there is a man named Daniel who solves difficult problems. And they invited Daniel. And the king said, I use the Daniel who solves difficult problems. And, you know, he, he literally read Daniel's resume to him. And said okay i will give you a gold chain and you'll be the third highest person in my kingdom if you do this if you tell me what this handwriting means and daniel said yeah i don't need your chain and your position keep it to yourself and daniel told him what the handwriting meant told him that god had found him wanting and his kingdom had been taken away from him and given to the Medes and the passions and the bible said that Daniel was promoted to the third highest position and was still given the gold chain. But also that night, Belshazzar was killed and Darius in need took over the throne. Now, I know for the past six minutes we've been talking about the stories. What is the message? Now, in the first one, it is obvious that these three men were faced with the threat of death. And they chose to accept it rather than disobey God. In the second, the the threat of death is also present, but it is subtle. And so many people do not see it. Many people think it was just a walk in the park for Daniel. I don't think it was that easy. Because imagine you standing before the greatest man on earth and telling him to his face in front of all the nobles and probably his enemies too that God had said his kingdom or his reign would end. If there's one thing that kings protect most, especially worldly kings, it is their reign. It is their kingdom. And you told that man that you're going to die. Your, your reign is going to end. And it's not your, your child will not take over. It's going to be given to another group of people. The king must have been furious, must have been so annoyed and maybe so afraid that he, would, he could have ordered that Daniel would be killed immediately. But rather than that happening, Daniel was still promoted to be the third highest person in the kingdom and was still given the gold chain. So what does this teach us as believers? 
One thing that I came to see from these two stories is that all these men, whether or not they were afraid of death, we really do not know. But one thing we knew is that they feared God more. They feared God more than they feared for their lives. They, they, they decided to obey God than obey man just so that they could save their physical lives. For them, they knew that dying for the sake of God or in obedience to God was far much better than whining and dining as a king at the seat of the devil. Now, for us today, we have to learn this lesson. That obedience to God has to be our default. Has to be what we naturally incline to. No matter what is on the table, whether it is a reward or it is a threat, we have to submit naturally to obedience to God. But this doesn't come at the first instance. It's, 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 it's like a skill. It, it requires practice. This man, this was not their first time obeying God. Remember in, in chapter 1, they chose not to eat the king's meat. So they had practiced the act of obeying God over and over and over again. And so when it came to a point where it was a thing of life and death, it was quite easy to make a choice to obey God. So with the little things, the little tests you are being faced with today, make it a thing of practice to obey God. Every single day, make it a thing of practice to obey God. Because God is always instructing us daily. God is always speaking to us daily. And He's always giving us opportunities to obey Him. And when we make it a habit, when we are faced with the fiery furnace, when we are faced with the lion's den, we will be able to choose to obey God by the grace of God. Thank you for listening and please share this with someone. Thank you.